Welcome to Success the Last, a podcast that honestly explores the complicated topic of success. I'm your host, Jared Siegel. I'm a partner at DeLap and leader of our wealth advisory practice. During each episode, we're going to talk to a business owner, entrepreneur, real estate investor, or industry thought leader about their own experiences, insights, and observations as it pertains to life, business, finances, and ultimately fulfillment. Candidly, it can be lonely at the top. Our desire is to use this podcast to connect you with the ideas and resources so you can be better equipped to make more predictable, profitable, and rewarding decisions as you juggle the competing priorities of life, business, and money. Keep in mind, this is a podcast. It's not meant to be a replacement for your CPA or financial advisor, so be sure to check with the appropriate professionals before implementing any of the ideas. I recently completed a book. It was written by Morgan Housel. The title was The Psychology of Money, Timeless Lessons on Wealth, Greed, and Happiness. I really enjoyed this book. And in fact, it was the catalyst behind the episode that we're going to be jumping into here, kind of reflecting back on the year 2020 and some of the insights that were learned. 2020 has been quite a year. I mean, if you think back this time last year, COVID-19 wasn't even really on the radar and how many of us don't know about it today? Moreover, there was an election, widespread financial market swings, massive business closures, large-scale protests and unrest, lots of supply chain unrest and more. However, there were some redemptive things in 2020. Let's reframe the year and let's identify a couple of things that we probably all learned together. Let's start with luck and risk. Luck and risk are siblings. Things are rarely as good or as bad as we think. Luck and risk both play a critical role in the outcomes of our life. But these forces, luck and risk, they're guided by things other than our own efforts. If 100% of our outcomes can't be attributed to our own efforts and decisions, maybe I ought to be a little bit more careful about who I praise or admire. If we look at COVID-19, it picked winners and losers rather indiscriminately. I feel very fortunate. I'm lucky that I work with a great team within a great organization within an industry that proved to be relatively immune to the impacts of a global pandemic. By all means, I worked really hard this year, but it was luck. And understanding the role of luck and the role that it plays in our own lives, as well as the lives of others. I love reading stories about individual success stories, but maybe I had to focus a little bit more on the broad patterns rather than zero in on specific individuals and their specific choices. Because often, luck is an uninventoried influence in the outcomes that we all praise and admire within society. There are winners and losers, but often those outcomes were influenced by things outside of our own individual efforts. So maybe a little dose of humility here in COVID-19 at the end of 2020. Another important insight from the year is the insight of enough. The late Vanguard founder, Jack Bogle, he told a story about a rich hedge fund manager who was bragging at a party that he had made more money in a single day than another guest of the party who happened to be a best-selling author and referencing making more money in a single day than that individual had made from one of their best-selling books ever. But without hesitation, the author responded, that's true, but I have something that you'll never have. Provoked, the hedge fund manager asked, well, what? And the author said, I'll have enough. That is both true and elegantly simple. When we experience success personally, professionally, or financially, one of the hardest skills that we'll all have to master 
is to stop moving the goalposts on ourselves. We'll have to learn how to be content without becoming complacent. Sometimes enough is not too little. A year like 2020 took so much away from us all, but then we were left with maybe what matters most, our spouse, our kids, our health, and we realized that though a lot of things got taken away, maybe we still have enough. Another insight from the year 2020 comes from Lao Tzu. To say I do not have the time is like saying I do not want to. Truly, time is the only asset that we cannot grow. Because time is a finite resource, there is literally no such thing as an innocent yes. Every single yes is indirectly no to something else. Therefore, if it isn't a clear yes, then maybe it's a clear no. The Stoic Seneca once said, people are frugal in guarding their personal property, but as soon as it comes to squandering their time, they are the most wasteful of the one thing that they truly have the right to be stingy with. For most of us, the year 2020 turned our calendars inside out. It was a brutal process, but the hidden gift in all of that is we got to rebuild our schedule. We got to rebuild our ideal day and rethink how do we allocate the most important asset that any of us have, our time. The fourth insight from the year 2020 had to do with happiness. You want to be happy? Be grateful. Gratitude is the on-ramp to joy. Gratitude is a skill or daily discipline that can be developed over time. Gratitude is a daily decision that we all get to make. Neuroscience actually supports this claim. There's a thing that we all have called our reticular activating system, RAS or RAS. Essentially, the RAS creates a filter for the things that you're focused on, that you deem important and it validates your own beliefs. It's continuously working for you. It's trying to filter out the millions and bits of data and present you with only the things that you find most important, or at least you think are most important. All of this happens behind the scenes without you even realizing it. One subtle way that we've all experienced our own reticular activating system is when we buy a new car and suddenly you see the car everywhere, or you buy a new shirt and all of a sudden you notice two or three other people wearing the same exact shirt. Essentially what you choose to focus on, you start to see. Essentially, your belief systems are strengthened because of the lens in which you see the world through. It's primed by your RAS. That's why focusing on gratitude, inventorying what's going well, inventorying all the opportunities that are afforded to you, inventorying the choices that you have when you empower yourself to respond to adversity is actually tied to happiness. However, in a year like 2020, where every time you turn on the news, every time you check your news feed, all you're seeing is bad news. It's easy to slide into a slump. It's easy to focus on all of the things around you that are tough. It's easy to be overwhelmed by the bad news and be paralyzed by it, essentially positioning yourself as a victim of circumstance. And it's difficult to dig yourself out of that. Developing the daily discipline of gratitude is a great way to provoke a lot more joy and happiness in your life. And that transitions us into our last point. Enjoy the journey. In this show, we talk about planning and goals all the time, but it's important that we actually reposition goal pursuit differently so that we can appreciate the journey. Most of the pleasure that any of us will have along the way is actually in the journey with each step that we take that gets us closer to the goal rather than the moment that we actually achieve it. So those were five lessons for me in the year 2020. It reminds me that there's actually two types of joy in this world. Experiential joy is doing something that you know you're having a good time while you're doing it, maybe like a roller coaster or something. 
But then there's other things in life that are reflective joy. In real time, when you're doing it, it's very rarely fun. But when you look back in hindsight, there's meaning, purpose, and growth. And all of a sudden, the event, the experiences actually have a sense of joy. And so I suspect that the year 2020 wasn't experientially joyful for many of us. But I have a sneaking suspicion that when we look back on the time that we spent with our family and the conversations with our friends, the growth that we all were forced to experience professionally, that reflectively there will be joy in this moment. So from our family here at the lab to you, thank you so much for the opportunities to learn and grow with you here in 2020. And cheers to a brighter and more enjoyable 2021. And until next time, be well.